Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's focus for Thursday, February the 15th, 2024, at 1.14 p.m. Central Time. Now, today's focus is very simple. 24-hour prayer. 24-hour prayer. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. In all of your Christian life, have you ever engaged in a 24-hour prayer meeting? Now, typically, all the times I've ever experienced it, what the church basically does is the church says, hey, we're going to do a 24-hour prayer. Maybe they will throw in fasting with it. And then there's like a sign-up. And then you choose the hour that you're going to pray. The church stays open for 24 hours. And then, you know, person A takes you know, let's say 7 p.m. tonight till 8 p.m. The other person arrives, you know, just a little before 8 p.m. And then the other person leaves, then they go in and then they pray for an hour. And then every person picks an hour and it's 24 hour prayer. And everyone in the church basically chooses a one hour time slot and then they show up to pray. Um, I've done that I think I've been a part of that maybe two times, three times, maybe in my entire Christian life, maybe only two times, maybe actually. I think in both times I was a teenager, and I think both times that occurred in a Southern Baptist church, if I remember correctly. I don't know if you've ever done that. Um, it's, you know, I, I, I think it's an awesome thing. Now, if just full transparency, full transparency. I've got lots of weaknesses in my Christian life. I have lots of sin in my Christian life. I know that may come as a shock to you, but but I I, I always say I'm a sinner. Just I, I, the only difference between me and any other sinners, I have a microphone. Okay, that's it. All right, I I'm just a sinner with a microphone. But I have lots of struggles in my Christian life. I'll be the first to acknowledge and admit that. And I am just a person trying to figure out the Christian life, just like any other person who's honest with themselves. I hope I never try to approach this, that I've got it all figured out, but I'm, I'm just trying to figure it out. But if there's one area, one area where I struggle mightily in my Christian life, it would be the area of prayer. I'm just... I struggle with prayer and probably, and this is selfish, this is fleshly, this is carnal, but probably the reason why, it, I was a very young Christian. Most of you know this story. I was a very young Christian, very young Christian. And, I, my, you know, I was, uh, I, I, I was a teenager, very young Christian, only been saved for a little bit of, uh, just, I don't even know that long, not that long. And then we all know, I've told the story countless times. I'm at school. I get an overhead announcement to come to the principal's office. I walk into the principal's office. I'm told I need to get to Hendrick Hospital in Abilene, Texas, as soon as possible because something has happened to my mother. If you remember the story, I was not living at my uh, with my family at that time. I was living with another family because of every all the crazy, horrible things that had gone down in my family. So the whole situation was bad. I get to the hospital, and for all practical purposes, my mother was, was dead. They couldn't necessarily declare her dead because they needed, what, you know, two more brain scans before they, I think they could officially declare her dead. But I mean, it was over. Now, there were people out in the waiting area. Now, my family didn't speak to me at this time, any other family members and extended. It was, it was really odd for me to even be there. But there were, you know, some like, you know, God's going to heal her. God's going to bring her back. And, and all I, all I could think about is I just want my mom to wake up just long enough so that we can have a 
three minute conversation, a five minute conversation. So I, we can try to reconcile. Like I, I, it can't, I, I'm, I'm young. I can't lose my mom as a teenager and our relationship was completely broken, please. So I remember I, I leave the waiting area and I'm furious. I, I think I hit the wall. I may have kicked a trash can. I'm just, I'm furious. And I remember getting in a car and I go to First Baptist Church, Tuscola, Texas, and I stay there inside the church for 24 hours and I beg and I plead and I beg and I plead and I beg and I plead, Lord, even if you don't heal her, just allow her to come to so that I can have a conversation, please, anything. And well, that was, that was a Friday, if I remember correctly. Saturday uh, after, you know, know, Friday to Saturday, 24 hours after all of that said and done, I think I, I think I go to church Sunday morning. I believe I go to church Sunday morning. I don't ever go back up to the hospital. I don't ever go back up to the hospital just because of the estrangement with the family and everything, you know, all the, all the craziness that was going on. And then I believe it was Monday morning, Monday morning. I I think right before school, I am told that they declared my mother dead. And that was the end. That was the end. I went to school and then things went really bad in school. But that whole experience, young Christian pleading with God. And in my mind, I was thinking, Lord, I've become a Christian. I, I, I'm not doing drugs and I'm not selling drugs and I'm all these things that I was engaged. I'm not doing any of these things anymore. Lord, I'm, I'm trying to be a Christian. I'm trying not to do this and I'm trying to do this and I'm reading my Bible and I'm studying and I'm going to church and I'm trying to tell other people about Christ. I'm doing all of these things. The least you could do is heal my mother. The least you could do is even if you don't heal her, just wake her up for 15 minutes, 10 minutes, anything. Maybe I I could just tell her I love her. Maybe she could tell me like anything. And that experience of, well, she did not wake up. She was not healed and she died. And I lose my mother as a teenager. And then later on, you know, I would lose my father uh, to cancer. Um, the, the, the whole thing. And it, even with, even with my father with cancer, all the praying, it, it did not change it either. So I'm just going to be honest with you. And then uh, my daughter's disease, uh, you know, she wasn't healed from that disease. My, uh, you know, you know, I'm 100% dis- dis- disabled because what happened to me in the military and all of, and so there's been these very specific situations where all the praying and all the begging did not change those situations. Now I understand now that I'm much older and hopefully, you know, hopefully all of the, all of my theological education has at least let me understand now that maybe I had a misunderstanding of prayer. Prayer is not so much about trying to change God. Prayer is about me being changed and me being in the right mindset and bringing my thoughts to God and trying to communicate with God and developing my, my, my relationship and fellowship with him. There, there's like other aspects to it. At the time, it's just like, here's God. He's all powerful. Here's what I need. And if you can create the world in six days, it doesn't make, take much to wake up my mom for 10 minutes. It doesn't take much, you know, like the, like there's a lot of these things that could be re, re, resolved without even any effort, but you, you get the idea that no, that doesn't, that's not the way it always works. So whether, whether this is right, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you it's carnal and it's fleshly from that point forward, prayer was not a major part of my Christian life. I'm just going to be honest with you. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was it was not. It was not. 
I just kind of saw it like, you know what? What's going to happen is what's going to happen. No real point in praying about anything. No real point. And I, I, look, I'm, I'm just being honest with you. Just being honest. A very negative, a very negative attitude towards it. Just a very negative attitude. So if there's an area of my Christian life where I'm now study, study, Bible college, seminary, every college I could go to, every Bible institute, hermeneutics, church history, theology, biblical theology, practical theology, systematic theology. It doesn't matter the area of theology. Uh, Oh, I love hermeneutics. We could go all day uh, about that. Bible study methods. Oh man, that's where I excelled. Prayer? (laughs) Oh no, no. I'm just going to be honest. Not, Not so much. I'm not very good at it. So why then am I turning on the microphone for our podcast series called Today's Focus to say that today's focus is 24-hour prayer when it's clearly not what I would be typically even thinking about? Well, if you're using the beta.sermonaudio.com website, if you're using the Sermons 2.0 app, If you're on the old sermonaudio.com website, you know that they have announced that tonight, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern time, they are going to have a 24-hour prayer meeting from 7 p.m. tonight, February the 15th, till 7 p.m. February the 16th. That's Eastern time. Obviously, for me, that would be 6 p.m. to 6 p.m. because I'm in the central time zone. And I don't know exactly how it's all going to work. I don't, I don't know all the details. We're getting ready to learn some of the details together because they put up a video slash audio giving an explanation. It's six minutes and 39 seconds where they talk a little bit about the 24 hour prayer meeting. I'm getting ready to play that for, well, we're going to listen to it together in real time. And I'm going to definitely at 6 p.m. central time be tuning in to see exactly what's going to happen, and I'm going to try to challenge myself that within those 24 hours to try to spend more time in prayer than maybe I have in a very long time. But I'm just being honest with you. I, I'm i not, that's not an area where I excel. I'm not, like, like if I had, what what do you want, you know, like if, if someone gave me a choice, what do you want to do right now? 24 hours of listening to sermons, Sign me up. 24 hours of listening to theology lectures from a university or a seminary. Sign me up. 24 hours of listening to lectures on church history. Sign me up. 24 hours of listening to lectures on philosophy. Sign me up. All right. 24 hours of doing uh, the 12 Bible study methods. You're just going to stay up for 24 hours and you're going to start with the devotional method. And then you're going to go to the chapter summary method. And then you're going to do a biographical method. And then you're going to do the thematic method. And then you're going to do the topical method. And then you're going to do a chapter analysis method. And then you're going to do a book background method. And I go through the 12 methods. Sign me up. 24 hours of prayer. And I'm like, uh, well, I mean, can, can I pray for maybe 15 minutes and then we do Bible study? <laughs> can, can I pray for 15 minutes and then we have a theological discussion? <laughs> like that, I, I look, I know, I, look, I'm just being honest with you. Now, maybe some of you listening are like, what is wrong with him? I love to pray. Well, that is great. There are those in Christianity who really have a strong affection for prayer and you need them. You need them. You need them desperately. So, um, 
I'm glad for those of us, it's not a strong suit. I'm, I'm looking at this as somewhat of, okay, how can I implement this? How can, how can maybe this 24 hour prayer meeting that's going to be held on the sermon audio platform and on the sermons 2.0 app. And, and remember, we have our, our sermons 2.0 app sermon challenge going on. So if this fits in perfectly with one of the things we're focusing on in 2024, so, since I'm trying to get people to use that app far more and for people who listen to us on all the other places where this podcast goes, um, I'm trying to get people to use that app more to take advantage of it. Well, then let's take advantage of it and see what the 24 hour prayer meeting is going to be. I don't know what they're going to be showing. I don't, I don't, I don't know anything. We're going to, we're getting ready to find out a little bit about it. But as we learn about it, no matter what they do, hopefully it can maybe challenge all of us. I don't know about you that maybe we can implement more prayer into and more thinking about and more discussion about prayer. And all of 2024. And so I'm going to, we're going to listen to this. I've got some scriptures we're going to consider. And then I'm, I'm going to add something really to our sermons 2.0 app challenge. I know uh, I'm doing this as a today's focus, but this is also going to kind of fit for the sermons 2.0 app challenge because I have a specific challenge for your random sermon today uh, leading up to the beginning of the prayer meeting, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Central Time. All right. So, are you ready? Let's listen to what Stephen Lee from Sermon Audio had to say about the 24-hour prayer meeting. And uh, I want one of the reasons I wanted to do this is just to challenge me to be a part of it. But once this goes out to all the podcasting apps, because it'll be on all the podcasting apps within about 15 minutes after I'm done talking, and that's every podcasting app on earth. And considering we're, you know, in the top 5% of all podcasts globally, maybe this will challenge other people to come to the Sermons 2.0 app to check out the prayer meeting, and maybe it can be advantageous and beneficial to everyone who hears this. So let's listen to what he had to say, how he spoke of it, how he is promoting it, and then I'll make some observations. We'll look at some scripture, and then I'll give you your challenge. So here we go. Hello, my name is Stephen Lee. I'm the founder of Sermon Audio, and I am on the campus of Bob Jones University in the Mac building, and the sun is just coming up. We are days away from our first ever attempt at a 24-hour prayer meeting effort here with the students of BJU, as well as with those around the world. We live in a busy generation. We live in a busy day. If there's any trait that can characterize this generation, it's anything but patience. Ye have need of patience. Psalm 40 verse 1 states, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. I believe the operative word there is patiently. We live in a day of fast food, drive-through, and instant gratification. And sadly, that often applies to our spiritual disciplines as well. We simply don't have the patience that our forefathers enjoyed. The Free Presbyterian Church of Ulster was birthed, was launched in what is famously referred to as the 36-hour prayer meeting, where Dr. Ian Paisley would gather with a few of his young men for an evening of prayer. 
But what began as an evening of prayer turned into something quite different. They prayed all night into the early hours of the morning. They prayed all day into the next night and into the next morning. Now we listen to something like that and we can't even begin to imagine how that is possible. The Moravians also engaged in 24-hour prayer meetings. Their prayer effort lasted in an unbroken manner for a hundred years. Today, we're fortunate if we have five minutes or ten minutes to pray. And yet it was Martin Luther who would often say, I have so much to do today that I have to spend even more time in prayer. Now that now, I, I, this is where I struggle. This is where I struggle. I, and, now, and this is where we get into some really discussions about prayer and what it is. Here's my struggle. I know I remember reading the works of E.M. Bounds on prayer as a teenager. And I remember he had a section in the book, and I have the book somewhere. Um, and there's lots of things. Theologically, I would have some issues with it. But I remember he had a whole chapter and, and I don't know which, I mean, it's the completed uh, works of E.M. Bounds, so I don't know exactly which book, but yet there was a chapter in this large volume where he talked about all these great men of the past in church history who would pray for an hour, who would pray two hours, or who would wake up at four in the morning and pray for three hours, or would wake up at three in the morning and pray for four hours, even before they started their day. And I remember as a teenager going, wow, okay, how can I do this? How can I, what can I do? How can I do this? What can I do? Now, of course, I already told you the story that had major impact on me, maybe not having a more fleshly look at prayer, right? But I remember looking at it going, how can I do this? How can I do this? I'm going to pray more. I'm going to pray more. I'm going to, and really trying to grasp what it is. Now, after all of these years, now this may, again, I, I'm just trying to be honest with you. I'm just trying to be as as transparent with you as possible. There's a part of me that says, of what value is there and praying an hour when I probably can say everything I need to say in five minutes. I mean, I'm praying to a God who already knows everything, right? I'm already praying to a God who knows everything before I even utter a word. They know, I'm praying to a God who already knows my needs, knows my hurts, knows my sins, knows my struggles, knows my desires, knows everything. So what, I mean, I can't, I pretty much just wrap everything up in five to 15 minutes. What if I pray for three hours? Does something, what, what is the benefit in praying three hours versus praying 15 minutes? What, what am I, am, is it going to become vain repetition? Do I, am I, what am I doing? What, what am I doing in those three hours? Like, what, what do I do? So I, I do struggle with that concept. Now, I know this, this would mean that you're approaching prayer in a much more like, Hey, Lord, here's what I need. And I understand that's prayer is not just that. Prayer is sitting in the presence of God, communicating praise, thanksgiving, petition, intercession. I know there's many aspects to it. So, and I know it's more about sitting in the presence of God and pouring out your heart to him so that you draw closer to him in fellowship and in and, and a sense, and we'll use the term relationship, and that it's about being transformed and changed by that. It's not so much about 
just laying out your laundry list. So I understand that you have to have a different concept of prayer, but I still struggle with that. Like, does, does what, you know, what is, if someone only prays 10 minutes a day and someone else prays two hours a day, is the person who prays two hours a day just automatically more spiritual, more godly, more holy? Because I've known plenty of people who greatly would be engaged in long periods of prayer who, I mean, and fall into some really very grievous sins. Because I think the one thing is you can pray three hours a day, you can pray 10 minutes a day. That Neither one is getting rid of your sinful nature. So I think that's a very important theological concept. So I, I do love these stories, you know, where Luther is like, hey, I'm so busy, I have to pray even more. Well, that's great. And, and I think that actual quote from Luther ends up in the works of E.M. Bounds. So I've heard this so many times. Now, I think the average Christian, if they're even remotely honest, probably doesn't pray that long. So how do we understand that? Now, having a period where we're going to like, we're going to really focus over the next 24 hours, doing, maybe we could just focus over, you know, the rest of 2024 trying to increase it. I don't know what your experience with it is, but I, I, I do struggle a little bit with this part, but I know I interrupted, but well, that's what I always do because we're reviewing something. So let's, let's see what else he had to say. That goes counterintuitive to our modern way of thinking. And so this 24-hour prayer effort is simply our attempt to reacquaint ourselves with giving long seasons, protracted seasons of time before the Lord waiting on him. Now, I see two distinct benefits spiritually in doing this. If I spend two hours in prayer, well, there's really three. I think there's three distinct benefits. Number one, it's sacrificing. It's dying to self, right? If I'm spending three hours in prayer, guess what I'm doing? I'm sacrificing doing something else. Like I want to be doing this. I want to be doing this. I want to be doing this. I want, I'm sacrificing. And uh, one of the, all spiritual disciplines at the most part, the whole reason we do those spiritual disciplines is because our spiritual battle is with self. Our spiritual battle, we always think it's with external things. It's with the internal. So when I, if I am giving three hours to prayer, I'm sacrificing. I'm killing off my myself. I'm, I'm dying to self. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. So I think that's one great benefit in a prolonged period of prayer is a time of self-sacrifice and dying to self because you are giving up what you want to do for that which is spiritual. It's like fasting. It's like many of the other spiritual disciplines. All right. So that's number one. Number two, he, he's pointing this out. It does then work on maybe the spiritual discipline of patience. And maybe as Christians, we need to be, learn patience. Maybe patience is a spiritual virtue, a spiritual discipline that we all need to improve. And maybe doing that is, is, a, is an important thing. But there's another one that I just thought about. There's another one I just thought about. And we, we, we just, we kind of, we didn't really look at this verse yesterday, but we looked at a, a, a verse that appears in the same chapter, but now it just made it, it comes to my mind. Maybe a prolonged period of prayer, maybe a prolonged period of prayer helps us accomplish this. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. When I spend two, an hour, 
two hours in prayer. I'm literally setting my affections on things above. I'm literally not focusing here. I'm, I'm, I'm putting my focus on spiritual things on, I'm putting my focus on God. Now, hopefully what comes from that, remember what we, we, I'm going to borrow from Calvin here. What, what comes from that? If I spend two, three hours focusing on God, praying to him, worshiping him, offering words of worship, offering words of praise, offering words of thanksgiving, uh, and I'm thinking of other people interceding uh, for everyone else and their struggles and what they need and what you want for them. And I'm getting my, I'm not focusing on self at all, but if I'm focusing so much on God and I'm, in a sense, looking at God high and lifted up, then hopefully what will happen, the more I see God as he is, then I see myself as I truly am, right? I mean, I know I'm borrowing from Calvin's Institutes there, but it's a very important per, uh, spiritual concept. The more I see God as he is, in fact, until I see God as he is, then I can see myself as I truly am. I cannot truly see myself until I see God high and lifted up. I have to see God accurately before me, for, before I can perceive anything else accurately, if I'm going to perceive anything else accurately, it begins with seeing God accurately. Well, prolonged time in his presence in prayer lets me see him. And then I'm setting my affections above, which then has great spiritual benefit. So I, I, I do believe that, hey, there's some self-sacrifice going on. There's learning some patience. It's setting my affections above. And I guess I could break it down. And number four, guess what I'm doing? I'm seeing God, therefore I will see myself as I truly am. Not what I think that I am. Not what I pretend to be. I'll see the reality of what I really am. I think that there, there, there would be some great spiritual benefits sitting in God's presence for a, a prolonged period of time. So, yeah, I, I see a number of things that, now I, I know this theologically. I know this biblically. I can preach it. I can teach it. I, I'm just going to be honest with you. I still don't do it. I, I, I'm not very good at it. God is not in a hurry. We are often in a hurry. Ye have need of patience. I waited patiently for the Lord. Now this 24-hour prayer effort will be a global prayer meeting. At the top of every hour, we will have a different speaker that will bring a, a brief prayer talk to open the scriptures to us. And then that hour will be filled with prayer. This pattern will continue for 24 hours where we seek to gather together with students on the campus of a Christian university, but also with those around the world, around the clock, as we seek the Lord together. I hope that you'll join us as we pray together, as we wait patiently for the Lord. God bless you. So the four of us met for prayer, and as we continued in prayer, we discovered that this was no ordinary prayer meeting, that our hearts were being made bare to the light of God. And what we saw in our hearts was a hideous demonstration and manifestation and revelation of our own absolute sinfulness of the holiness of God which was a burning and shining light and of the necessity of us being right with God through the redemptive work of our Lord Jesus. As we continued in prayer 
the exceeding sinfulness of sin became as a matter of terror to us all. The light of God's holiness shone with fear into our hearts. And yet there was a yearning in our hearts that we could be supplied with such power that we could go forth and preach the gospel and see hundreds and thousands of souls converted to Christ. Halfway through that night, uh, John had to go home because he was a boy and his mother demanded that he be in at a proper time. It was now the early hours, so he had to go home and explain to his mother why he was out uh, to the early hours of the morning. We continued in prayer. The tide ebbed and it flowed. At times it was flowing with such power uh, that it was almost uncontainable. At other times it seemed to ebb and it seemed that the sun that had risen was going to set, but not so. And we continued on that whole night, on through the next day to the next evening. And at that time, a sense of the fullness of God caught hold of our souls. And the sweet assurance that all that we long for our eyes would see, and we would behold a manifestation of the power of God, and we would see sinners gloriously converted to Christ. I could say many more things about that prayer meeting, but I think that... Uh, is enough. So there you go. There is their promotion, speaking, announcement of the 24-hour prayer meeting that begins tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Central Time, to watch it, to participate. I don't know how it's all going to play out exactly. He said at the top of each hour, there will be a speaker who will say something about prayer. Then I don't know if they, I, don't, I don't know exactly what it's going to look like. We will find out together tonight, 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Here's what you need. Go to beta.sermonaudio.com if you want to go to the website or download the Sermons 2.0 app. Have that ready to go. And um, please... Uh, make the most out of it and utilize it. So there is a little bit about my journey in prayer, some lessons I think we can learn about a 24, about prolonged time in prayer. There's their announcement. Now, I just want to read a couple of scriptures. First is Mark chapter 1, verse 35. Mark chapter 1, verse 35. This is speaking of Jesus himself. And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place, and there prayed. Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5, verse, I believe, 16. Luke chapter 5, verse 16, once again, speaking of Jesus, and he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. Matthew chapter 14 Matthew chapter 14, Matthew chapter 14, I believe it's verse 23, Matthew 14, I believe verse 23, once again, speaking of Jesus, Matthew 14, 23, and when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart 
to pray. When the evening was come, he was there alone. Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6. Verse 46. Mark chapter 6, verse 46. And when he had sent them away, speaking of Jesus, he departed into a mountain to pray. Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6, I believe it's verse 12. Luke chapter 6, verse 12, once again, speaking of Jesus. And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. Those are just a few of the scriptures that show you Jesus' dedication to prayer. He continued all night in prayer. He departed into a solitary place. He prayed. He separated himself. He prayed. He prayed. That's the eternal son of God incarnate, right? The eternal son of God incarnate in human flesh, true God, yet true man. And he demonstrated prayer to the father over and over and over and over and over and over again. That is a challenge to me. Now, I know those scriptures. I have memorized many of those scriptures. And if I'm being honest with you, I would rather exegete, outline, preach, teach the scriptures more than saying, Jesus prayed, so I should pray. I would more talk about it, understand it, try to interpret it, try to discuss it philosophically, theologically, and every other way, more than just actually saying, I'm going to now spend all night in prayer. That is just being as open and honest with uh, you as I can, because I struggle with it, right? Because my thing is, look, I just need 10 minutes. I can tell God everything I need to do. But I, I've told you, again, some of the principles. By spending that prolonged time, I'm, I'm sacrificing. I'm dying to self. I'm learning patience. I'm setting my affections on things above. And by spending that much time in God and prayer and intercession, I'm, I'm not thinking about myself. I'm thinking about God. But hopefully that prolonged time in the presence of God, thinking about God, lifting God high, uh, high. Uh, you know, upon his sovereign throne and prayer, praise and worship, then I will ultimately see myself and be broken and be humbled because I can never truly see myself until I truly see God as he is. So there are clear principles that we can take from this. I just, I know them. I don't do them. Now, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you do, but maybe if you struggle with me, Maybe this 24-hour prayer meeting that will be happening at beta.sermonaudio.com and the Sermons 2.0 app can be a, a spark to challenge all of us to really, really give ourselves to prayer over the next 24 hours. So now, here is my challenge. If you have not downloaded the Sermons 2.0 app, please go to the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. Download the Sermons 2.0 app. Please download the Sermons 2.0 app. And then here's what I want you to do between now and 6 p.m. Central Time. I want you to look up sermons on prayer. I want you to choose one randomly. In other words, don't look for the denomination. Don't look for the name of a famous pastor. Just grab it 
And then once you have it, just hit play and just take notes and see what they have to say about prayer. Let's make today's focus a little. I know we still got other things to talk about today, right? We still got other things to, we still have, a, you know, a, to talk about the five tools to kill sin. I need to do that broadcast. There's a, another broadcast I want to do. There's all kinds of other things we need to talk about, right? We need, we, there's always so many things, but let's at least today for your focus for now, Find one random sermon on the Sermons 2.0 app about prayer and just listen to their perspective, how they put forth prayer, how they explain it, how they define it, how they, how they speak of it. And then maybe, maybe it will be something different because you're, you're, you're going to be choosing at random. So who knows what you're going to hear? You may agree. You may disagree. You may have never even considered the perspective. And if you, if you want, if you want, Listen to a second one. Listen to a third one. Listen to a number of sermons on prayer between now and 6 p.m. And then at 6 p.m. Central Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, have your Sermons 2.0 app open, be at beta.sermonaudio.com. And let's look at where the prayer meeting is going to, the live feed's going to be. Let's tune into it and let's see how it's going to work, what it's going to look like, how we participate. They didn't really give many instructions there. But I'm I'm hoping that it will be right there, I'm thinking. And even if it's not, hey, you focused on prayer, starting at 6 or 7 p.m., you start praying, okay? So even if there's nothing there, all right, we can can pray. So hopefully um, it will be something that will be challenging to all of us. It's going to be a challenge to me because, again, I'm not very good at that. I'll be the first to admit it. There'd be no point in putting forth some you know, fake idea. I, I I could wrap myself in some robe of self-righteous, but I, you know, it's not like, I thank thee God that I'm not like other people. I'm like, oh Lord, I admit to you that I'm worse than everyone else when it comes to this particular area of my spiritual life. So I hope you will consider it. Think about it. Be looking around. If you have any questions for those who are listening to me on other applications, if you can't find the Sermons 2.0 app, email me, newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. Once you do that, let me know. And I will try to figure out which, you let me know which app, which, uh, you know, platform you're using. In other words, you're using an Android or an Apple, and I will try to get you the link to either the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store uh, to the particular app. And, uh, or I'll just send you the link to beta.sermonaudio.com and you can use a web browser. But uh, the app, I think, will be, you know, relatively easy for you to utilize. And uh, let's, let's see what we can do. And let's see what benefits can come from it. Let's see what spiritual, how this could be spiritually advantageous to all of us. And, you know, start making a prayer list of things maybe you really want to focus on praying for, not only over the next 24 hours, but maybe just really dedicating yourself to prayer over, you know, a ne- the next little bit of time and think of things to pray for. And let's, let's see if we can, what we can do, what we can do. And I, there's a part of me that knows I'm going to be like, yeah. And then there's going to be a part of me like, okay, I'm, I, I tried that. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to move on because yeah, I'm just, that's just being honest with you, but let's see what we can do. All right. Thanks for listening. Please contact me. And that is your today's focus for February the 15th, 2024.